0: This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Well, hey there. Thanks for stopping in. Great to have you. Today, we're going to begin a study called Joining Jesus on His Mission. I'm super excited for this. And so let's just go ahead and open our time together in prayer. Lord God we ask that we would you would use this time and that to grow our faith to grow our love for you and and for all people that you would take a deep dive into our hearts and assure us of your grace and of your forgiveness your mercy your compassion your presence and your strength in our lives and help us then to love you and to join on your mission to the people of this world. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, welcome again. Great to have you. Just got a, a question or two for you. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that Jesus is up to something? Have you noticed that Jesus is on the move? You see, what Jesus is doing right now is Jesus is is working out his plan of redemption for absolutely every single person. See, Jesus is on mission. Jesus knows that this is the best possible time for you and me, and actually for everyone, to come to faith. I want to share my screen with you now and kind of lead you through some of that. Okay? so. Let me get it up there. And let's see, I'll make it so it's just one page on there. Uh Jesus is up to something. All right. So here it is from Acts 17, 26 to 27. It says, From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us. There's a lot of really cool stuff in there but I just want to concentrate on like that that second phrase or third phrase in there, last part of verse 26 and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. He marked out there appointed times in history. You you understand what that means again is, is this, that you and I live right here, right now, because this is the best possible time and the best possible place in the history of the entire world for you and me to come to faith, okay? So that's why we didn't live back at the time of Moses or the time of David or at the time when Jesus walked physically on the face of the earth. That's why we didn't laugh back at the time of the Reformers. That's why we're not living sometime into a a distant future, if there's a distant future. We're living today because this is the best possible time in the history of the world for us to come to faith. You know what that means, right? It means that this is the best possible time for the people that we know that are in our neighborhoods, that are in our communities. This is the absolute best possible time for them to be alive, too, because this is the best possible time for them to come to faith as well. To me, that's pretty exciting. Okay, so it's the best possible time for you and me to be alive so we can come to faith. And it's the best possible time for our family members, our friends, our associates, our, our neighbors, for them to come to faith. As you see, Jesus is on a mission. He's on a mission right now. A mission to seek and save the lost. That's Jesus' very own words, that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And and so that's what's going on right now is Jesus is working out his plan of redemption for every single person. Seek and save the lost. So let's go to the lost chapter, okay? The lost chapter is Luke chapter 15. Uh, probably one of my favorite chapters in the bible in in luke chapter 15 and the first seven verses it talks about a shepherd who who lost a sheep he's got a hundred sheep and he loses one and what's he do he goes out searches for it seeks it out finds it and when he finds it what does he do Uh, He doesn't get all upset at this thing. He doesn't beat it, you know, or anything like that. He picks it up, carries it, and tells his friends, hey, let's have a party. That sheep of mine that was lost, I found it. Let's celebrate, right? It's cool stuff. I mean, let's just picture uh, for a minute that you lose your phone you think it's at home, but maybe it's in the car, maybe it's in your pocket, you know, and you go out on an all-out search for this thing, don't you? If you, if you live with someone else or you're with someone else, you'll go call my phone so I can maybe hear it, right? Because you're seeking that which is lost, and when you find it, you're so relieved, right? So happy, the next part of luke chapter 15 is verses 8 to 10 it's it's a woman she's got 10 coins and and she loses one of them okay so in essence what what it says is she's lost 10 percent of all of her wealth and she's searching through the whole house sweeping under the you know couch under the table moves the refrigerator she finds it what does she do she goes hey let's have a party, let's celebrate, I found my lost coin, okay, you've been on a a search like that for a coin, not maybe 10% of your wealth, but for a coin, or or maybe you're surprised, Uh, you put your hand down by the couch, and for whatever reason, it goes in between the cushion, and oh, there's a quarter, or, or more, you know, or you're in the car, and you're, you're, Getting uh, some food and stuff like that, and it's like sixty cents or something in addition, you know, five sixty or whatever. And and you search around, you look for those coins, you know, on the floorboard, in that little thing in between the seats, in the glove compartment, and, and all of that. And you find it. It's like yes, yeah, okay. And then that takes us to the next part of Luke chapter fifteen. Uh, some of you will know it as the parable of the prodigal son. Okay. And maybe you remember that, that parable of the prodigal son, Uh, the young son goes to his father and he goes, Hey, dad, you know, I I know you've got a share of the inheritance for me. There's two sons. And so typically what would happen back in that day is that the older son would get two thirds or, you know, two times the amount and and the younger one would get a third. So he's like, dad, I I know you're going to give me an inheritance, uh, so why don't you go ahead and give it to me now, okay, go ahead and give it to me now, Uh, and then maybe you can, you know, watch me enjoy it instead of me enjoying it, and you're not around, and, you know, the bottom line is, in all honesty, what the the son was saying to the father is, um, yeah, I don't want you, uh, but I do want your money. I don't need you, but I sure could go for that money. What he was saying to his father, in effect, was, I wish you were dead. Okay. And so his father, even though he's just been slammed, treated like trash, says to his son, okay, I'll, I'll give you your share of the inheritance now. And so the son has it. And, and true to his character, uh, since he didn't need his father, didn't think he did anyway, he was gone. He was out it didn't take long until until he laughed okay and what we'll find out a little bit later in the story is that the father actually went to the edge of the property day after day to see if his son was coming back as oh, how he missed his son and how he was concerned for his son and day after day the father was disappointed because the son the younger son who had that share of the inheritance he was out living the life okay he was doing this that this thing that thing and everything that was wrong okay uh he was wasting his money on alcohol and you know prostitutes and the like he was just far far away then what happened is he actually went through all of his money right uh, he was spending wildly, living wildly, and so it didn't take time until he had nothing. And so he, he tried to hire himself out and he was working like as a, a pig farmer for a guy. And, and we don't get the, the illustration there so much, but because we're, we're not a, a Jewish person from 2000 years ago, but for the Jewish person 2000 years ago, pigs were, were unclean animals, okay? They were gross and disgusting in that culture to them. And so what the the young son was doing, his job was to take care of the pigs, to to feed the pigs. Um, I don't know what you maybe want to say, you know, it was just like the worst job possible though. So I don't know what the worst job possible uh, is for you, but you know, maybe again, you can just think it's it's like cleaning toilets uh, without gloves or without a cloth, you're just using your hand. It was that gross. Uh, And that's what the the young son was doing. He's feeding the pigs and uh, the pigs actually were eating better than he was. And so, you know, the scripture says he he came back to his senses and he decided he'd go back to his father. And on his way back to his father, he was kind of uh, rehearsing what he was going to say to his father. You know, Um, dad, you know, I... I blew it. I was wrong. I know I don't deserve to be called your son, but would you hire me out so I can at least eat? You know, I, I, I don't have to live under your roof. I don't deserve it, but could you at least hire me out and uh, I could make some money? And maybe even in that whole thought, the young son thought that he would, you know, try and pay his father back. And he made his way back home. And as he's making his way back home, sure enough, there's his father right at the end of the property, waiting for, looking for, longing for his son. And finally, there is his son. There is his lost son. The father goes running out to his son, okay? Again, we don't get that. Back in this day, Jewish culture, the patriarch, the father didn't do that, okay? But this guy did. He ran to his son, not to pummel him, not to go, what were you doing? What were you thinking? How could you do that? It was so stupid. No, he went out to his son and and hugged him right away. And his son's trying to go, no, no, you don't understand, Dad. You don't understand, Dad. And his father understood. His father loved him. Grace, unconditional love, undeserved love, unmerited love. And told his servants, you know, quick, bring, bring everything. Bring, bring new shoes, new ring, new clothes, and, and let's go back. Uh, kill the fattened calf, and let's celebrate, because this son of mine that was lost is found, okay? Do you see that again? That which was lost was found, and there's a big celebration. Amazing stuff. The father was so, so happy that his son was back. And maybe some of you know the, the rest of this story, too, right? Uh, that the the younger son had an older son. And the older son was really upset with the younger son and thought the younger son didn't deserve anything, which, which he didn't, but that does away with grace, right? Uh, and so he wouldn't go on, go in and join in the celebration. So as, as you think about that, uh, the parable of the, the prodigal son, the lost son, which one are you? The younger son? Or the older son? Have you gone off and done things and made mistakes uh, and did things that maybe you even knew were wrong, but you did them anyway? That you. God loves you. He runs to you. He wraps his arms around you. He clothes you with Jesus' righteousness and with his love. Sometimes, Sometimes we're the younger son. Sometimes we're the older son. And we act like the older son when we think that other people don't deserve something, so we're not going to do it. Or we watch the news. We go, how could they do that? That's so ridiculous. And, and while that that might be ridiculous enough, but do we extend grace to them? Uh, we don't deserve grace, but God brings us full on grace. So I just want you to know that no matter who you are, uh, God loves you. If uh, you're on the side of that older boy right now, that older son, God's calling you. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the forgiveness I have for you. Let's celebrate the joy of of the kingdom, all right? So just a, a powerful story. And so as we go out into the world, right, those are the kinds of people that we meet. People who've made some pretty big mistakes and people who think they're so good they haven't made really any mistakes and they they want to make those who've made mistakes pay for it. Both are lost. God wants all people to be saved. Remember what Jesus said earlier, we looked at it, that he came to seek and save the lost. So that brings us to our time together. Uh, As you and I maybe look for a phone uh, and search all over for it or, or look for some coins in the car. What about people? What about looking for people who do not know Jesus? Maybe among that group are your friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors. Okay. I want you to, you know, I encourage you to pray for them. Pray for your friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors. Pray, this is, this is so key. We sometimes just mess this up. This is so key. We need to pray first. We need God, right? And, and our friend, relative, associate, neighbor needs God. Pray, pray that God would pull them toward himself. Pray that God would lead them to see the emptiness of, of life without them. Pray that God would help them see their need for forgiveness and remove any confusion they have about Jesus. Pray that God would help them to grasp the meaning and importance of the cross and to open their hearts to Jesus. Pray, first step, first step of joining Jesus on his mission. Pray, pray not only for the other person, but pray for you. Pray to join Jesus on his mission. You aren't doing anything for him, you're doing it with him okay you're going on mission with him you see you are god's plan a he said go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy spirit but he's with you he's working in your redemption story and he's working in your friend relative associate neighbor's story As well okay so keep that in mind too i think that's so freeing where we don't have to do this you know we got to do this for jesus no we get to go share jesus with jesus into someone's life whom jesus is already working in and so it's just really really cool it takes the pressure off we get to have fun we get to be patient and And see what's going on. See how Jesus is working in their life. And then, you know, pray for them, pray for you, and then pray for both of you. Cause the depth and trust of of your relationship with each other to grow and open doors for spiritual conversations. you know? So that's the beginning. Welcome to joining Jesus on his mission. I just want to share one last thought with you uh, in our time together today. I just want to ask you What's your mission field look like? Mm-hmm. Friends, relatives, associates, neighbors. Okay, what's your field mission look uh, mission field look like? And then, how do we start to share that mission of Jesus uh, to be with him on that mission? Uh, one example is unhurried time, plus proximity, plus activity usually involving food, okay, unhurried time, plus proximity, plus activity, usually involving food, equals conversation, and then you multiply that conversation over time, and you have friendship, okay? Yeah, friendship. I'm really excited. One of the things that we're going to be, we're already looking at it. We were doing it uh, ahead of our time where we we have to self-distance with one another, but what we're looking at is hosting block parties, asking maybe you uh, to host a block party, to get to know your neighbors, right? We don't necessarily know our neighbors, maybe more so now over the last month or so uh, as more and more people are walking outside and, and things like that, but to get to know your neighbors to see how Jesus is already working in their life and maybe how you can fit into that as well and so one of the things that we're, we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, providing uh, people with money to hold block parties so it doesn't cost them anything just so they can get together with their neighbors so they can have unhurried time plus proximity plus activity got the food there we're gonna give you money for the food equals conversation and then over time friendship. Ah, very cool. So the question I have for you is so who are these people that God has placed around your life? Okay, Who are these people that God has already placed around your life? And what is Jesus already doing in their lives? And how can you join him? You can ask yourself, how can I join Jesus and what he is already doing. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. It's great to have you. We'll get back going here uh, on Thursday evening, uh, two days from today, same time, seven o'clock, and we'll take our, our next step on joining Jesus on his mission. Thank you for joining me tonight. God's blessings. Let's close with a prayer. Lord God, we thank you for for being on mission in our lives, for seeking us out when we were lost, and bringing us the good news of Jesus, bringing us the good news of grace. Precious, precious, meaningful gift. Lord God, thank you for this gift. Help us to look around and see what you're doing in the lives of other people, and join you on your mission to seek and save the lost. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.